Welcome to Elevation Nation, where we dive deep, vibe high, and radiate love. There's a renaissance occurring on Earth right now. It's a soul renaissance. It's a return of people back into their hearts to find a heart-centered way of living. Elevation Nation's mission is to promote love and to support all of you warriors of love out there as you walk through this new life in this new way of being, giving you powerful tools and just letting you listen to people chat about their challenges, their growth, their successes, and hopefully inspire each of you to add love into the equation every time. Good morning, everybody. I have Justin Kirkendall on the line here, and we are chatting about his adventures. Um, Justin, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and just tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to. Justin's on an amazing journey, and uh, uh, Justin and I, when we sit down to talk, we, we can talk for hours at a time about all kinds of stuff. So we're going to try really hard to stay in the lane. <laughs> family and Justin. Um, but go ahead, start start introducing yourself and uh, just tell anybody who's listening out there, like, what, what the heck are you up to? Because you're up to some awesome stuff. So I'm Justin. Uh, I'm 31. I'm an adventurer, for sure. Traveler uh, extraordinaire. Um, so on the simplest level, right, this is a bike tour uh, from the Florida Keys to California and Santa Cruz. So I'm riding my bicycle all the way from the Florida Keys to Santa Cruz. So somewhere upwards of 4,000 miles <laughs> uh, from one side of the country to the other. And uh, yeah, so it's for me, it's it's more than just a physical experience, right? This is a way for me to create space and time for myself to look inside, um, to do, to, to experience some healing from the experiences of, of quarantine and the pandemic and, and the limitations, uh, that I've been experiencing. Um, and most of all, it's about finding freedom. So I'm on this personal journey for, uh, the sake of, creating a sustainable, consistent experience of personal freedom in my life. I found that in my life, I'm able to create pockets of freedom where uh, I can really be me and, um, and feel just open and connected to flow and the universe and, and my purpose in every moment. And then at some point that, that container, that bubble finishes, and then it's back to life and into a little box and, and, feeling constricted and so this is this is primarily a journey about me finding some freedom and, and what that means for me it's just so beautiful and I've been in such awe of watching you prepare for this and so I wondered if you would speak a little bit about that um, in terms of going from you know living in Philadelphia and and having a certain life to now you're living on literally a bike for 4,000 miles living on a bike so if you can just talk a little bit about what that process was like, like, how did you, first of all, how did you figure it out? You know, like, how did you, you and I have talked a little bit about the logistics, but it might be fun to mention to people, just all the things you have to think about in terms of like waterproofing, where you're going to sleep, all that stuff. But just talking a little bit about like, how did you subtract 
from your life to prepare yourself for the journey? And what was that like? Like, how did it affect you? Yeah, so it started with deciding, right? Like, you have to decide to do the thing. Um, and it took me a while to really decide. Uh, it's like I knew that I wanted it, but there's fear, there's the unknown. Um, I had never gone on a bicycle tour before, you know? Uh, and so a lot of the, the beginning stages was just about the deciding um, and actually committing to, to, the, to the decision that I was making. Uh, so many of my friends actually wanted this so much more than me, right? Um, and it was the space that I really wanted. Uh, and so when I finally decided things got really easy, um, the process for me was a continuous process of shedding, uh, getting rid of things. I went through all of my belongings at least three times and, and threw away a bunch of things uh, each time. And this is a process that I've continually done over the years as I travel is, is removing things that are unnecessary, different material things. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely what I would call practicing minimalist for sure. And uh, at the end of it all, I was able to, to really pare everything down to basically what fit into three wine boxes uh, that I got from work and uh, what I could put on my bike. And uh, I got a few pieces of gear that are required for, you know, survival and taking care of myself on the road and packed in all of my necessary belongings, got rid of everything else. And so the paring down is just like fascinating to me because I, at least in my life, more, I mean, definitely materialistically, but also even emotionally, like as we subtract, it, it feels at first like, oh my goodness, how will I ever live without that stuff or those thoughts or those behaviors? And then it ends up that by getting rid of it, you create this like massive space. And to me, space and freedom are sort of synonymous. And so like the freedom that you gain from paring down, I've watched you do it. Like I've watched you pare down, prepare yourself for the trip. And it just feels like like you keep getting bigger, like your light and your energy gets bigger and like more, like more possibility can enter your energetic field. That's how I perceive what you're, what you're experiencing, like how I've watched you. And so I just, I love that concept of the subtracting. And I feel like the healing journey itself, which is what you're ultimately on is all about subtracting. You know, it's about taking, taking out the lies, the things that we believed about ourselves, the, the stories that we've connected to, the people we've attached to, just the more we can pare it down, the more space we have to literally be a container of light and, and to be close to God in that way or close to our divinity. Um, you also were planning to get to California, right? Like you, you, had a, you had that part of a goal in mind before you ever decided on the biking to California. Your plan was to move from the East Coast to the West Coast, right. correct? Yeah. So you had yeah. that as like this like motivational driving force that's been building up, you know, for, for years now, right? Like that's been something that you've been gathering momentum toward, or at least intention toward. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a plan to go to California uh, even before the pandemic hit and I, and it just sort of kept getting pushed off and pushed off and, uh, and the idea of how to get there and, and what I was going to do to get there was changing always uh, and finally, you know, it, uh, it sort of just all came together. Uh, and a friend of mine, Galen was driving, uh, down to Florida and, and around, uh, the United States. So it, it all became really synonymous, uh, and, and 
went from there. Yeah. And do you feel that there's like this miraculousness to all of that? <clears throat> like how it all aligned? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, so right. Like we're talking about this, like minimalism and, and removing things to create space and, and how space then brings that experience of freedom. Um, the more space that I have in my life, uh, the more synchronicities happen and the more that things line up. Right. Uh, that was like the first big synchronicity that I was like, this is kind of really difficult to, to turn down how, um, how closely aligned these things are and how perfectly timed they might be. And so I, and I committed on that synchronicity and, to me, synchronicity is, is one of the, the languages of the divine, right? And so when I see synchronicity in my in my field, I follow it, you know? And, and so that was the first big one. And the more that I, I really committed and started, you know, taking action to achieve this goal, uh, it, the more they happened, the more, like, the more that they grew. And now it's crazy. Every day I meet people, I meet like three people a day and they're all from the same place. You know, uh, I met a guy named Gaston uh, from Argentina. I've never met anyone named Gaston. And then like three days later, I met a Gaston from Argentina in a completely different place, you know? And so it's like, I, and I've always experienced this. The, the, the clearer that I am based on the less attachments that I have, the more in tune with flow I am and just magic, you know? Uh, just it's created and manifests all around me and and it's a beautiful thing to watch and i am most certainly right in the center of the flow of that river at this moment it's great i just love it it makes me like giggle inside like i get so happy hearing because <laughs> i know that like feeling, today but I'm also so happy for you that it's all like such i mean when you told me this was happening I was like, bam, he has got it. This is going to be fire. Like, it's going to be awesome for him. And it's just so, like, even the things that you're posting online, I'm like, yes, 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 he's got this. You know, like, it's just, you're just so, you're just so in divine flow right now. I can feel it. And, and I think it's cool, too, that, like, you were telling me when you were paring down that you were finding, like, like value, like, monetary value in things that, like, you didn't even think would be valuable. Like, you were selling things off and you're like, I needed 50 bucks. I found an old, what was it, like a baseball card or something like that? I, I forget. You were telling telling me stories about like, you'd, you'd have like the most random some trading cards. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, some dude was a little, it was just like magic. Every single thing, like you would say I needed it. And the universe was like, boom, given it. And maybe not in the way that you would have expected, but it showed up. It's just so cool. I mean, I've even been asking for three feet of snow for the last like four or five years. And it was like the last day, right before we're about to leave, three feet of snow, you know? And like Fantastic. with the Facebook post, like I, I started the Facebook page to like start sharing videos. And uh, an old friend of mine had shared a video that I posted yesterday. And I know that she's into horses. And so I was like, hey, here's a live shot. I'm in Wellington right now, check this out. And she said, yeah, you know, this morning I was thinking he might go through Wellington. So I shared your post and was thinking about you and, and Wellington. And it was just like, like, how does that line that, up? Like, that's you know, psychic internet. Yeah, it's like a psychic internet that we have. We're all so connected. That's so cool. And when you're in the same mm -hmm. vibe like that, that's 
awesome. That's so fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just love it. Um, hey, can you mention too what your Facebook page is so anybody who's listening can follow? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my Facebook is uh, just my name, Justin Kirkendall. I think the uh, the like, what would you call it? The direct link is the J Kirk because uh, people call me Kirk. Um, and then the page specifically that I'm posting to on on Facebook is uh, a journey to freedom. A journey to. So I think if you just type in a journey to freedom in the search, it should come up. And then uh, I'm also, I'm also, I'm more focusing on Instagram and everything is kind of going over there. So if you just give me a follow at Justin Kirkendall on Instagram, you'll, you'll yeah. be able to find everything as well. Yeah. And if I can figure out how to link all that when it comes to tech, I, I'll do that as well for you, but it's so cool. cool. So, okay. Down the freedom route. I know we don't, you probably don't have too much more time, but down the freedom route, I just wondered, um, you know, so far, how, how many days have you been on the road? Like since not, not including today's the yeah, just your bike trip. So, like being you. having having started in Marathon Key. Uh, today is day six. I've ridden four days. Today's my second day off. Uh, I rode eighty three miles yesterday. So I was like, let me take a break. And also, my friend is here, so spending some time with him. Because um, that's also about what this is about: is connecting with people, you know, uh, and and talking about freedom. And, and keeping that as a as a guiding light, a focus throughout. So, have you had experiences then that have like really uh, highlighted or triggered the freedom the freedom trigger for you? Like, have there been moments where you've been like, "Wow, I feel so free driving across this bridge," or have there been other moments where you're like, where you get caught up in in more like entangled in the lack of freedom kind of feeling? So far, the journey has really been uh unwinding my bondage uh first and foremost and uh all of the residual effects of of my bondage if you will um the set of circumstances that i actively chose and took part in creating uh but also were having like a limiting effect on me in, in experiencing my life so it's been a lot of catching up on old feelings that uh, have kind of been suppressed you know uh i sort of you know i left my city behind and had so many goodbyes to say and was trying to work a bunch of hours and save a bunch of money and then also you know i do men's work and trying to like really be present for myself and for the other men in my groups um it was just a lot and i was overbooked and overextended for uh probably about three months if i'm being completely honest and so and then to travel down here, I was with Galen in his van. So it's like two men in a box for 10 days, you know, and he's wonderful. So it was a great experience, you know, but also very little space for myself, except when I would take it on like a walk or, or create it for myself. Uh, and now it's just me uh, and whoever happens to magically come into my field. Uh, and so there's been more and more ability to sort of clear away whatever baggage I'm bringing spiritually, you know, and start shedding some of that stuff by really feeling it and moving through it. Um, and, uh, and a lot of that is, is learning about how I overcommit and how much time that I really need for myself away from the world. 
to stay centered and grounded in, in my truth of, of who I really am, you know? And so, and also uh, freedom from scarcity, like mindsets too, is like, you know, I have this very strict budget. I was only able to save a certain amount of money working in retail throughout the pandemic. And so I have this like, this chunk of change that has to get me there. And, and, and then I also am starting a new life when I get there. Uh, and so the, the other aspect is, is really trying to free myself from this scarcity mindset uh, to, to, to manifest what I want and need. So like in Miami, for example, my last day off, I spent money way outside my budget to get a room and have a day where I could just breathe and, and take that time for myself to, to start, letting go of some of that emotional and spiritual baggage that I've been carrying by, by actually feeling it and moving through it and just sitting with it. And, um, and it's been beautiful. I'm, I'm feeling lighter every day. Yesterday was one of the happiest days I've had, uh, in a long time. Uh, you know, just so much joy on the bike, off the bike, talking with people, singing on the bike, dancing on the bike. Uh, and, so uh, I'm really, really diving into the freedom. And, and the last part is, like I said, that scarcity thing. I'm, I'm able to kind of come to a place where uh, I'm acting in faith uh, that this is going to turn out the way that I want it to. Um, right. Because ultimately part of me creating freedom for myself is, is, making my business that I have, have built parts of and pieces of into a sustainable uh, revenue creating model. That's also sustainable, consistent and super spiritual. Uh, and so I, I, I am charging these purchases that are outside of my budget budget with the faith that along this journey, I'm going to figure out how to create revenue for myself doing what I love, which is serving other people. And so instead of spending too much, like more money than my budget and feeling like shame and self-judgment and criticism, I'm like, cool, this is outside my budget. But like, this is, this just means like, I have to figure this stuff out. Like I, and I'm going to figure this stuff out because I'm, I'm, putting the cart before the horse, if you will. Right. I'm, I'm borrowing energy from the future and saying like, cool, I'm going to get this thing done. Well, what I was going to say is it's an investment. Like if you think about it as an investment where like you put the money forward and then you know, it's going to come back to you later, but think about it as energy. Like you're putting the energy into you. That's what you just did. You invested in Justin, you invested in your joy, you invested in your wholeness and in your heart. And so that has, I believe that just the laws that I believe the universe works by that has to come back to you at some point in some way. And so it's never, it's never in vain that you did that. If you did it out of, out of um, trust and faith and knowing that it's all for like a higher good, then it has to come back to you. It's inevitable. Right. And then if, if you charge it with the intention of how you'd like it to come back to you and, and feel that that truth is not only a possible reality, but like it's what I'm working towards and well, it's I, I get what I want it's already on its way to yeah you. It's, it, it's like it's like an airplane going across the sky ready to land it's just like it's in route <laughs> it's in route to, to land boom on top of you so yeah no, yeah I, it's, it's uh it's sort of like 
I, I am willing to do whatever is necessary to get what I want. And so therefore, if I choose to want, like, if I choose that this is something that I want, I get what I want, you know? And so it's like by charging this action with faith and intention, I am building a consistent framework every day that I believe it's going to be true. And I'm going, and I also believe that I'm going to be doing and willing to do anything uh, and everything that it takes to get there, no matter how uncomfortable or vulnerable or, you know, I have to be. Right. And all in, I would say all in righteousness too. Like you're going to do, I think we have to be careful with words sometimes, like you're going to do anything in terms of goodness that it takes, like you're willing to, to give to give to another, you know, like to be a kind man to another human being, you know, that that's like the, the energy exchange. Like I will be putting out good, putting out good, putting out good, not so that I get something, but just because that is the vibration that I want to use as my um, currency. Like I want to use high yeah. vibrational energy as my currency, give and get, give and get, like just kind of a constant flow between you and the universe. You're actually like you, the universe and other people. I almost see it like as a triangulation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so awesome. So um, that's a pretty flower. You're sitting in a beautiful place, buddy. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's funny. I've been, I've been everywhere. I stealth camped in a tiny little park overnight full of anxiety. I had uh, a night stay from a couple of strangers through an online platform. Uh, you know, I, I got a room. I'm, now I'm staying at a place the horses, you know, it's just a beautiful place for horses. So yeah. I was just thinking when, when you started talking, I, I kind of had this like little a little hit where it feels like you might be, tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you are tapping into like the expansiveness of the world we live, like the, I don't want to call it a world, the expansiveness of like the, the, I hate to use the word matrix too, because that's got such a thing, but like you're, you're, you're tapping into like the expansiveness and like how multidimensional and how vast it is. Like Gaston from Argentina, for real. <laughs> and you're sitting in like the most beautiful place right now, you know, and then like, you're just tapping into like all these different, it's like stretching your arms out to like, how wide can this get and how different can it get like up here and down here? It's like, I picture like being in, in a yoga pose, like being in like, like warrior, you know, and like seeing like how far can your arms reach? And then can you like reach back up and, and then down, move it into triangle. You're like stretching and feeling into all of it is how I, I sense your energy right now. And that must be so pleasurable. Like just the experience yeah. of like, even just the question mark of like, what is out there? How can I, like, how magically does it flow into me? It's, it's a really neat thing for me to feel what I think you're feeling. <laughs> this, uh, this is, so I, so I do this, right? Like I take three to four months to travel on purpose uh, for this reason, because like the novelty of traveling to a new place and experiencing new things allows that same experience to manifest within so much easier, right? So it's like, here I am trying to, you know, like achieve uh, a goal that I've set for myself by being open and willing to do anything uh, that resonates with my heart and my intention, no matter how uncomfortable or fear uh, responsive 
it make it, 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 I feel on, on behalf of like ex- moving closer to that edge, um, you know, like it's like I'm trying to accept new possibilities and surrounding myself with new possibilities. So I'm, I'm like swimming in that energy. And that's why I've always really, I, I mean, I try and I suggest one second. Sorry, I lost my headphones. Uh, that's why I like, I will tell anyone and everyone that if you get the chance, go travel for three months and, and it, it just changes your whole world view, you know? And, and the more that I, I practice it, the more that I repeat the pattern and learn about how it works, the deeper I'm able to get in my own personal journey and the more reflections on myself I'm able to see and the more new and change that I'm able to incorporate. It's uh it's a beautiful container and, and I I live in immense gratitude that I'm able to to experience something like this over and over again. You know, I recognize the work that I have to do to be able to create something like this for myself. And I also recognize you know, the privilege that comes with um being born into a life where I where I can do that work to 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 create this kind of an experience. And, but having said that, you know, it doesn't go without sacrifice. I mean, like in sacrifice, I don't mean like, oh, what was me sacrifice? But you've done so much work to get yourself mentally prepared, physically prepared, emotionally prepared, financially prepared, at least to the point where you're comfortable. Um, and, and even just prepared as that that receptacle for all that magic that you're talking about, that, that takes a level of inner work. I mean, you don't just like wake up and exist like that. That that takes a lot of introspection, a lot of clearing out, which you've done all that work over these years, you know? And um, I just think it's so cool to see you look different to me. Like you look so, um, you look so relaxed and like young. Not that you don't always look young. You're so much younger than me, but you look like youthful in a way that's like how a little kid looks when they're just exploring. Like just that relaxed feeling of like wandering through the woods, picking up sticks and building forts or like playing on the beach, finding, you know, seashells and building a castle. Like you just, you have that like look about you where it's just like exploring and just kind of, I, I guess it's kind of like that uh, non-attachment thing. It looks like is how you feel to me right now. Just like, Hey, I trust and whatever comes my way. And that is freedom. Like that takes us back to your search. You you appear to me and feel to me right now like you have just epitomized freedom. Like you're embodying freedom right now. The the fact of your journey, the where you are mentally. And yes, there's work in that still, you know, like you're still gonna go through stuff, but like you're doing the freedom. You're being it. And it's just I feel so honored to watch you because you know, like my circumstances right now don't lend lend my lifestyle to do that. I would love to pick up and go away for a few months, but that doesn't happen right now. Um, I can only cultivate that inside me, like mentally, like that's where I have to go on a daily basis. And we could probably talk about that too. Like what do people do when they can't pick up, get on a bike and travel across the, the country? You know, there's ways that we can do this stuff in our daily lives. And I think the key that just is coming to my mind right now is to do things differently every day. You know, like, whereas you can't necessarily change what house you live in or home you live in or what car you drive. Maybe you rearrange the furniture in your house. You put up new art. You, I don't know, you do something different to your physical space and then you're patterning throughout the day. Maybe if you're used to waking up and doing 
step A, step B, step C, you do it CBA instead that day, like just changing. Like, I think the idea of change and switching, you know, like eating with your left hand instead of your right hand, silly things like that, but just kind of having a new perspective. And, and when I think yogically, by the way, Justin and I know each other mostly through yoga, I think is how we met. I don't remember how we met. Yeah, it was yoga, I think. <laughs> um, but like going upside down, you know, like how the perspective changes when you're in inversions is everything is a little bit different, you know, like just kind of how can we people who aren't able to hop on a bike and, and do this magic journey that you're doing, how can we still have the magic journey inside of us? And so I don't know if you, like, as you're cycling, do you think about that stuff or have you gone down that path before? So that's, that's kind of where I am on this uh, right now, um, like looking forward is uh, actually this morning I had a reflection uh, and a small like comment conversation on one of my posts about this like it's right like I can facilitate the experience of freedom within by changing my external variables right and for me the easiest way is to just like pick myself up and put myself somewhere else right some of us can't do that and so like you're saying there are ways you know take a different way home from work you know there's like so many different options that you can do to create a sense of novelty in your life, you know, try a new restaurant or um, go down a road you've never gone down before. Uh, like I said, you know, these are definitely things, but the, the question is right. Like what happens when like I'm in complete bondage, you know, like Nelson Mandela, how, how do you maintain that sense of personal freedom when your external circumstances are so oppressive that like no one could even fathom how you could do that, you know? And, and I don't have that answer, <laughs> you know, for me, my, my experience has been um, one detail at a time, one variable at a time, just changing things, you know, feeling what what doesn't fit and and letting it go and sort of step by step releasing and then in turn building a life that that creates more and more freedom for myself uh you know and and there's it's still a mystery you know in that like there is there is a place that one can get inside where they can be totally free and you know my intuition says that's a subjective place for everyone and that and that only by sort of turning the gaze around and looking inside can you get deep enough to, to find that freedom. Um, and in my, in my case, it has been a lot of uncomfortable shadow work, you know, taking, taking the time to look at all of those things about myself that are really icky and not so nice, the stuff that I don't want to tell you, the stuff that I don't want to be, which is a part of me, you know. And the more that I, I look at those things and I, I see them and I have, find space for understanding and compassion, the more that I can stand in that clarity and sense of freedom consistently, you know, um, because this is a, if the shadow is there and you're not paying attention to it, it's like being tethered, you know, it's pulling on you and, and you don't even know it. But when you, when you bring it in front of you or at least to the side of you and put an arm around it, it's not pulling on you from behind anymore. It's, it's just 
part of you, something that makes you you. And maybe you can even find a blessing in it and, and a gift that it brings to you, you know? And so far that has been my journey of inner freedom has been really looking at those, those dark parts that I don't want to look at, you know, the, yeah, like I still eat meat and I think I should be a vegetarian, you know, and, and that kind of weighs on me a little bit because there's shame there and, and giving any energy to that takes away that energy from being able to direct it to something else. So it's, it's, you know, it's a constant process of unearthing these things that I don't want to look at and, and being okay with them and looking at them and embracing them and integrating. Yeah. And uh, gosh, there's like, you were talking and there was like 10 things I wanted to jump in and say with you because so much of that resonates with me. Like, I think, um, you know, I shared with you yesterday that I had the, this, this so close to God type of day. And you talked about that in the beginning of this conversation, how there's like these days where you have utter freedom. And then there's other days that you kind of get, feel like you're more in bondage, you know, and bondage is only the ego. Like bondage is never outside of us. We are never entrapped. We are never a victim or a prisoner or anything like that. It is always like that left brain, like, like the chatter that the shadow or the ego is, is yapping at us. Like that's what always makes us feel in bondage. We feel the shame. We feel shadowy. We feel all that stuff. None of it's true. And like the more we can realize the truth of who we are, like the truth of the fact that we are parts of God, we are God itself right here on earth, that there is nothing to be ashamed of. And that um, so many of the things that we believe about ourselves are not even true. You know, like we, we've convinced ourselves or other people have convinced us of it or the world itself has convinced us because there's some like standard or lie or I don't know. It's like once we pull apart and subtract, kind of like how you pared down your material possessions. That's where I, I feel like my work is always, is me paring down my my personal possessions, like my thoughts and beliefs and constructs of what I believe myself to be or the world around me to be. Um, and the more that we can kind of see that 99% of what we've allowed ourselves to believe about the world around us, the people around us and ourselves is a lie. Like the truth is so, it's so blatant. And when we're close to God, there's no question about what that truth is. We are in the truth. We are in the love. We are in God. And none of that other stuff exists. So it's like, how do we get close to God? And I think our conversation today is, is key. It's, it's the feeling of paring away everything, like just paring away the stuff that traps us in the ego, traps us in that left brain and the shadowy thoughts and getting much closer to actual truth. And sometimes truth is accepting some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying we ignore the, the, the shadowy stuff, but we see beyond the shadow. We see through the shadow into the truth that's behind the shadow. Anyway, I guess my right. and that, that like the, the, that feeling of freedom is I think when we are in that really pure vibe of not letting the ego and the shadows and stuff yap in our ear and tell us the story that's not true. Because when we align with truth, that's when we feel free. And so even if we can't journey across the country on a bike, you can still have a journey inside yourself on a daily basis of I'm finding more and more clarity, more and more truth. I'm paring away the things that don't serve me anymore. And I'm getting closer to God. Like I'm allowing more of that light into me, allowing more of that, that love. I mean, I always think it goes back to love. Like you could say God source energy, whatever <clears throat> it's love. It's the highest vibrational feeling, like allowing more love into us. And then like you're an example of it right now, because as you're on your journey and you've paired away all that stuff, you've created all this space, you've gone on this journey 
with love and, and good intention in your heart. And so then you're magnetic and you're like connecting more of that, the people that you're meeting, the experiences that you're having, it's all rich, it's abundant, it's prosperous, it's love, it's joy, it's freedom. Like you, you've cleared away the lower vibrational stuff and you're allowing yourself to rise. You're gonna say something, Justin, go ahead. I just lost your visual, there you go. Yeah, no, spot on, for sure, spot, spot on. Um, it's just uh it's such a blessing and and a lot of it comes back to community uh for me these days you know it's like having the space to do your work with other people um is like has been tantamount to my like paramount or whatever the right word here is to my success it's been one of the most crucial aspects like uh because looking at these uncomfortable things is, is really hard and and remaining in the truth uh, or what I might say is your gold or your light uh, while exploring the dark can be a, a serious challenge. You know, it's yeah. so uncomfortable and and to like hold both in your hands at the same time and be like, I am divine and I am loving and I am compassionate, you know. And I'm also, you know, like sometimes mean and angry and hurtful and, you know, and human, you know, to hold, to, to look at that, that hurt and also keep the light in, in, in your grasp at the same time is difficult. And so is also keeping an eye on the hurt when you're almost completely in the light. Um, and it's the balancing of these two, the recognition that neither one is fully true without the other, uh, is is a is a big part of of what really allows me to experience freedom in the way that I can and I do. And without the support of others, that that is um, a much more, in my opinion, difficult journey to go on. Uh, and you like just to stop for a second you 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 and i have that in common where we we like we enjoy hosting groups or being a part of a group and and providing that mirror for other people and having other people provide a mirror for us and i find that my greatest growth is always in a group setting because other people will say something that triggers something inside of me where i'm like oh yeah me too or oh i was there or i oh i want to get there or whatever like there's this this constant bouncing back and pinging of energy off of each other. And I think that pinging is the stuff that refines us. So it's interesting because I started this group called soul shine the other day. And um, I just felt really, I felt this like urge to create a group for people who are empathic and creative and who are in this like hiding mode. And you know, my story, Justin, like I've been shy about coming out to the world about who, who I am, what I want to do in the world. And so I felt really, feel really motivated to create a group for people who are in that hiding mode, who like know that they've got this thing, but they're not sure what to do with it. They're a little shy about coming out with it. And one of the things I was journaling about was like, well, what's the point of a group? Like, why wouldn't somebody just go off and do this work on their own? And I think that in any learning capacity, it's just so much easier to learn with other people around, whether you're learning how to like repair a bike, build a house, paint a picture, write a story or self-growth. I mean, it's like, we, we learn it best with other people there to, even if it's not exactly like teacher to student and still just a community, which is what I actually prefer because I feel like there's a, an authenticity to being in a group of people who are all kind of working toward the same goal or like kind of in the same 
um, familial vibe of, of what they're practicing, um, it just creates this, this refining that I think you, it's hard to do on your own because we need something to mirror what we're going through. We need that, um, that rubbing up against something, the friction to create the spark yeah. that creates the flame of creativity or action or um, uh, manifestation of things in the world. And so like the group that you facilitate too, I think that like, it's a bunch of men. Can you describe what you do? It's, it's you have a men's group, right? Yeah. So uh, a, a, a beautiful new metaphor just came to me and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it here. You know, I, I could be staring at something and see a square. And until you come into the mix, I'll never know it's a cube, right? Because you can see it from a different perspective. And that, that is Dimension. leaps and bounds. Dimension. You know, it, it just, the more people that you have on a single topic, the more dimensions there can be. Um, Do you know the story of the elephant? That, Do you know the seven blind mice and the elephant story? No, but I'm going to look it up. Okay, so or, real quick, or, I mean, know. it's, there's a children's yep. book, but it's actually just kind of like an old, like an old uh, uh, fable or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's getting windy on your end too, Justin, just so you know. Um, yeah, that's good, thank you. So uh, it's seven mice and and they all go up to an elephant, but they don't know it's an elephant. So one tries the trunk and they're like, oh, it's like a garden hose. And then the other one feels the tail and they're like, no, it's a frayed rope. And then the other one feels the leg and it's like, oh no, it's a tall column. And the other one goes on to the back and says, or goes to the ear and says it's a fan. And then the wise one, the seventh mouse who's blind goes up and sees the whole perspective and says, well, although it is like a hose and like a fan and like a rope and like a column, in fact, the whole is that it's an elephant. And so it is in, in everyone bringing together their perspectives and being able to see things from a higher perspective that we see the total truth of something. And I think that's what you're saying is that when we get together and we all shed our personal life experience and our perspectives and our own magic on things, that's when we're just able to realize and see things in a, in a new way. And, and that is so healing for us to do. It's almost like what you're doing right now to see the new journey, to go on the adventure of seeing it anew and birthing a new reality, like a new concept. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, and then the other, the other part about it is, uh, you know, the to go back to what i was saying before like when i'm trying to take a look at being unlovable and really authentically like dive into that it's really difficult for me to love myself in that moment uh and explore that right but with the support of other men around me i'm able to love myself in a moment like that and really like it's it's like i can they can love me when i can't and so I can hold both energies at the same time. Um, yeah, they're holding and, the possibility. Mostly, like they're holding the reality of it for you. They're holding the possibility of the thing that you can't see as possible. And that makes it. Possible. Right. It's like, it, for, for me, it's like an anchor, right? It's like, I know at the end of this that I'm going to return to love because they are holding that energy for me while I'm letting go of it. So I can just be in this energy, you know? And that's, and that's basically what it's all about is that like, A, I can only see it from my dimension, you know, my perspective. And so when other, when others get involved, it's, you know, more dimensions and I'm able to see more. Um, and then also holding that energy of just like, 
we're going to return to the gold while you're in your shadow. You know, like we will come back. Don't worry. Uh, allows you to just be free in the shadow and really dive in and explore it. And so what it is, it's all about is, is holding space for that, uh, in that or holding space in that way while we explore uh, authenticity and integrity, you know, where are our actions not lining up with who we believe ourselves to be. And when they're not, uh, or we're not completing the actions that we want to complete that are aligned with who we are, we take a look at that and, and you know, unearth a shadow that's underneath it that's governing that behavior or lack of behavior. Um, you know, we hold space to, to make sure that the energy between men in the group is clear, you know, because in the course of a day, you might do something to tick me off, you know, and if I'm holding on to that energy, if I'm still upset by that, you know, uh, that's going to get in the way of me being able to serve you. And not only that, like, I've learned that that judgment isn't about you anyway. It's about me, right? Uh, and whatever I put on you in that moment goes back to something that has something to do with me. And so, we, you know, we, we try and figure out how, how is this judgment or this projection that I put on, an, on another man really about me so that way I can clear the energy regarding it and see why I've internalized it and why I put so much, you know, weight into it. And then once, you know, we get through that, you know, we, we have the opportunity to really get magical and creative and, and, um, because you've created space and really think cleared, you've you've cleared the space for sure. Yeah. And then the space is clear for us to, to be creative and, come at the work in, in new and fun ways, you know, like a trust fall is like the simplest, uh, like least exciting thing that we do. Right. And being blindfolded and falling into a group of people to, to simulate like the experience of being supported and held and trusted is such a powerful thing, right. To like physically embody the spiritual work that you're doing is so powerful and we get so creative about how can we really embody the work that's happening right now and allow you to like act it out and get into it super rawly. And, uh, and, it, and it's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So like right now, as you're saying that about embodying the work and embodying like the spiritual journey, like that's, and I'm just going to wrap up our conversation with going back to your actual physical journey right now. Like the fact that you have pared down, you've subtracted, you've minimized down to the point where pretty much your possessions are what you can take on a bike or ship through the mail in a couple boxes. Right. So the paring down is like you embodied ridding yourself. Like you, you embodied cleanse, you embodied detoxify, you embodied minimal minimalizing, right. And creating space. And then like your actual journey, if you think about the idea of getting on a bike, the momentum of moving from one location to another, like if you would have just said to me, Hey, Nicole, you know, I told you I'm going to move to California. I'm getting on a plane next week and I'm moving out there. It would have been like, Oh, wow. All right. Justin's gone. But the fact that like you did this, the process of moving, you like, 
you magicalized it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you didn't just get on a plane and like go from point A to point B. It's like the whole journey is the story. And that's where all the richness is and all the value and the beauty and the healing and the subtracting and the growth and the space. Like it's all on you, on your bike, traveling across the country. Like you're embodying the journey of spiritual I don't want to call it spiritual. You're just embodying the journey of, of life, like of exploration, of, of learning and unlearning and growth and space and interacting and communicating and letting in the magic. Like that journey is just so, when I think about it, I just see it as such a, it's so embodied. You know, it's just like how, when you get on a yoga mat, you're, what are you embodying on the yoga mat? You're not only supposed to be doing just postures, you're embodying breath and tension and releasing tension and meeting your demons and, and all that stuff. Like that's, you know, maybe an hour practice on a mat, but you're doing it in 4,000 miles across the country in such a deep way. Like it's, I just think it's so fascinating. I love it. I love watching you. I love the inspiration that I feel watching you and, and, and feeling into what you're doing. I love the magic that you're feeling when you connect with these people and just the synchronicities and the space that you've made for yourself. And I imagine that that time on the bike, just, just like the mind thing, do you go blank by the way? Or do you, do you think the whole time? Like, do you have moments of just quiet? Is it like meditative at all? Or is it mostly like, like, on, like on, you mean like on the bicycle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so on, on the bicycle, it's, uh, it's, it's a constant meditation. Uh, it's what am I like? Um, I'm bouncing between focus and joy, uh, and, like letting go of, of, of focus and just like experiencing joy and freedom. So it's like, I'm, I'm paying attention to the road and, you know, the cars around me and my breathing and my posture and like really trying to make it a meditation in motion. And then, um, when I feel like I'm in a groove with that, when I'm in the flow, like the zone, like when I'm in it and a fully present, then I just have all of this space open up to just be like, so free, so joyful. Like you were saying, like the playful child, I dance, I sing, I wave at people, you know, I just like, and people like I can feel their vibe picking up on my vibe. Like people get so excited just watching me be in that space. And so it's like really like that's where I try where I try to focus the energy of the ride is like really focusing in on what I need to be doing to like take care of my body, take care of like my bike and, and be safe and, and be really focused. And then when the space opens up, just, you know, let go. Ah, I'm going to leave this conversation on that note because that just feels like a grand finale. It feels like just like blasting open. I love it. I love you. I'm so grateful you talked to me today. Can't wait to keep watching your journey. Let's tap in again. Like, very, let's do this when you get, you know, to the next date or whatever. Very, uh, very grateful for this space and for the invitation uh, and looking forward to doing it again for sure. Thank you so All much, right. Nicole. Thank you, dear. Much love. All right.